Hello everyone, this is Andrew Pond, Artistic Director of Eclectic Full Contact Theater. Welcome to Season 2 of the Half Hour Audio Hour. Today we are featuring an interview with two of the cast members of Blag, Winter Fernander and Sam Cartwright. We hope you enjoy. First thing, Winter and Sam, thank you so very much for uh, doing this, for being part of this uh, this project. Well, we really do appreciate it. Pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. The first question I've got is, since I love actor origin stories, how did you get into acting and what kind of drew you into voice acting? And, and uh, Sam, we'll start with you. Um, so I kind of first got into acting when I was a, a young boy. I was about 12, very aimless in life, didn't know what I was doing. I was a bit of a mess about. And um, I got cast as Macbeth in our little Shakespeare school's production of Macbeth. And I was very excited. I learned all my lines. It was like learning a different language. And I just, I fell in love with it from there. Um, I just couldn't imagine myself doing anything else because I didn't want to do anything else really. Um, and then, so it all started with sort of stage acting. And then I sort of discovered more paths. And um, I kind of like voice acting because I loved watching things like, um, like Little Britain and uh, Catherine Tate show, which are sort of like yeah, English sort of like uh, sketch comedies. And they always did sort of funny voices. And I loved copying funny voices um, and doing accents. So that's kind of what drew me to voice acting, um, sort of trying to copy, you know, do impressions and do little funny accents and things. And then I realized that you could just record it and make money from it. So I thought I'd give it a go. <laughs> I'm, I, I just love the fact that a bunch of 12 year olds were doing Macbeth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, Winter, what about you? Well, I wasn't, uh, well, I grew up in Ireland, so uh, I didn't really have, when I was, when I was like an 80s kid, so I didn't really have uh, that kind of route. The only thing acting-wise we had was a nativity play, and that was diabolical. Uh, and so uh, that wasn't really, and I did one of the kings, and I had the most lines out of everybody. And I was like, oh, this is great. Oh, thank, thank you for giving me the biggest part of the, now I want the biggest part, but back then I was like, I don't want this nativity play part. No one is going to be watching it. It was going to be in front of the all boys Catholics school and we have this every day anyway so that was what that was the, the 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 start of it really but then when i went when i was at a, a bit misspent youth and i was in a, a place called skull years ago and when i was maybe in my teens and we we're out drinking and uh, i don't know if you've got, have this kind of like idea when you have like had all these stories and you start telling all your stories you put them into a set and you kind of like go all right i put this one here put this one here anyway we're drinking some aftershock anyway this is okay i can take that out they're drinking some uh, alcohol and uh, so we we're there and there was like a, a really small pub called hackett's right in this pub and I had all my stories down, went to loads of house parties and I was like, okay, here we go. Had uh, a shot of this particular brand of whatever it was, this crazy juice. And then uh, I started talking to these German people. I mean, Germans are a tough crowd as well, right? So I did all my stories back to back without stopping. Uh, and then at the end of this uh, monologue, I got a, 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 like a, a standing ovation. They're like, Argh! and I was like, I said to my friend, I said, what was that? What was that? I need some more of that. Basically, attention. So that's what I get, why I got into acting. And uh, the reason why I got into voice acting is because I can do it from home. And also, uh, I, I love working with different people who are doing voice actors because they're so much more fun because you just let yourself go and go with it all together. Have, have, have so much more fun, I think, because, you know, there's no kind of uh, preening. It's just like, let's just get the best out of this. Um, so I, I love, I thoroughly love doing the voices and I'm sorry, Sam, for butchering the, uh, the Liverpool accent earlier on, but we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Excellent. 
So what drew you to this particular project uh, in uh, specific. Okay, this project, I I just like, uh, I, I consider myself a bit of an underdog as well, because there was no real route, I say, back in Ireland to kind of move to the, the performance or getting their attention as much as possible. So I found that uh, this project really connected with me. When I read the script, it's like, these guys, they're just, they just got stuck in jobs that they hated because they didn't have the opportunities or, or a route to get to where they, where they wanted to, you know, they just, just unfortunate luckery. That's how it is in life. And and I think it's a story that everybody can connect with. Like, you know, they didn't get this that thing. They were passed up for this promotion. They were passed up for, for this opportunity. They just weren't in the right place at the right time. They just, the family didn't have the, enough money. And it's such a lovely story when the little guy wins. They're like, and when I read through it, I, was, I emailed you guys and I said, oh man, I got misty at the end. It was just really, it was just like, yes, the little guy. And I'm not a very big guy. I'm five foot seven. So the little guy won. <laughs> and I was like, I am so into this project wherever I am. <laughs> Excellent. And Sam, what about you? Um, and, but yeah, I mean, I, I, it's kind of similar, similar to winter, you know, like we all love an underdog. And um, like I was saying before, I, when I was younger, I loved watching um, a, a Laurel and Hardy, and this sort of has a sort of Laurel and Hardy esque feel to it. If you know, if Laurel and Hardy was a voice uh, program, because obviously there are a lot of slapstick, but there is still a lot of um, like to and fro and back and forth. When you've got two people, you can really develop the characters. And I love the fact that there was only two people, partly because as Winter was saying, it's more attention on us. You know, only two parts. <laughs> There's time for everyone else. Um, but also because it's such a, a clever, yeah, it's such a clever concept and, um, you can really focus on, you know, what we're saying and what we're doing. And I think, yeah, I just, I just thought it was, um, it was, it was clever. Excellent. Excellent. And you, you, you may have touched slightly on it a little bit here, uh, but I'm, I'm going to ask the question anyway, what if any similarities are there between you and your character, Sam? Um, I guess I, I can be quite a, quite a, a spontaneous. I guess the word is more impulsive. I guess I can be quite impulsive as well, um, especially when I've had a few drinks. Um, I think, yeah, it, it's it's kind of like longing for just something exciting to happen. I think we we can all be a bit like that sometimes. So um, that that's the main thing. I'm not really into football, so I didn't really have that connection with the character. Um, but we can all draw. I, I, I think for me, actors are the, my celebrities. So I can sort of see, imagine that at me at the Oscars, you know, running onto the red carpet next to like Olivia Coleman or something. That's my like equivalent. Excellent. Winter? Uh, I think that's the, the character of Paul. I think that he's my, uh, my paranoia. And my sort of like, you know, the, my internal sort of like, no, you shouldn't do that. Just don't do that. Don't do that. But I, I, I always flip it. Uh, but he, but that's why I relate to it really. Cause it's like, you know, Paul just finally turns it around. He's like, right, we're doing this. It doesn't matter what you think. We're, we're going to go, we're, we're not going to, we're going to take a chance. We're, we're not going to listen to to the, what could potentially happen. Let's not try and control this. And he finally gets out of his, uh, his kind of his rot that he's in. You know, because he's like, oh, I, I, weird story now. I actually applied to do an accountancy course in the sad times of when I couldn't get any work. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to be an accountant now. That's it. I, I love Excel, don't I? I do love Excel. No, no, Winter, you don't like Excel. Just, 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 just stop this. Stop this. You don't even buy that book. Oh, great. Now I've bought a book. Great. Okay. That's, I'm going to have to sell that on eBay now. That's wonderful. So, so yeah, so Paul really did kind of, I connected with that. And as same Sam, right? Just the underdog, you know, it's just, 
that that's it. I, I really feel so. You just kind of connect with that um that 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 part of of you that you're just like yeah you know, yeah this this one day we'll 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 get it we'll get it back we'll get all this back. This will all come back to us. This karma. I'm being I'm a nice person. This is going to come around. It's gonna there's going to be my moment and it's all going to come back to me. I'm going to give that person ten pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so since both of you really like uh, voice acting, we saw sort of this like spike in audio drama due to, you know, the lockdown and the pandemic and everything. Um, what do you think is the future of this medium, given the fact that we are now uh, reopening live performance? Oh, I think that uh, I think it will continue to blossom, really. I think it's having a, uh, a renaissance because uh, like I, I think that they're they're just like you know, people are just forgotten about it and then just kind of bring it back. It's just, it's more intimate. I don't think that it's ever going to go away. And like, it, like, like those certain places in Canada with, with that, it's, there's still a blockbuster there, right? It, it's because like, they can't get the the internet there. I, there's a place, there's a place everywhere in this, in this, in this country, this planet where they can't get internet good enough. The, the, uh, the video won't come across. So they need audio. They need an audio drama in their life to fill that gap, which is not very, video <laughs> yeah i mean I, I completely agree i think after you know during lockdown um people really started to give audio dramas a chance because after the last sort of tv shows and films came out that have been recorded pre-lockdown there wasn't much new content about and when people gave audio dramas a, a chance i think you know it completely showed its worth will continue to be you know um a growing success and in this day and age people love consuming media they want media of all types when you're bored of video you go and you know, read and then there's audio books and then you watch something on YouTube and then you watch something on TikTok and then it's a film and then it's Netflix. And then, you know, eventually people do come to audio dramas as the next exciting, you know, part of their daily media consumption. Yeah, like as you're saying, Sam, it's a bit like um, it's a bit like uh, when people are gone have gone from MP3s back to vinyl. We're going back to vinyl, man. That's what we're doing. <laughs> you know, we're we're just going. You know, we're we're, we're no hipsters. Are, yeah, hey, look, I'm listening to this through uh, you know, one of those wind up uh, <laughs> kind of gramophones. Oh, this is a oh, this is old school. I love it. God, listen to that. You can actually hear the scratches on the actual uh, disc itself. You know, so I think that's where it's going. It's going backwards. That's. Awesome. Uh, so, so now this is, of course, the most important um, question of the entire interview. And uh, obviously, please don't incriminate yourself uh, if, if uh, at all possible. But have you ever tried to blag your way in somewhere you didn't belong? I think the closest thing I've ever come to was um, in my old house um, where when I lived with my parents, there was a pantry full of all the sweets and goodies. And my mum would be like, are you allowed to go in there? And I'd say, well, dad said I could. And then if my dad said, did your mum say you could go there? And I'd always go, yeah, mum said I could. So I'd always play them against each other. And that was about the closest to me getting into a pantry and stealing some, some chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Winter, right? Okay, so when I was thirteen, right, I, uh, I, that I went to my first school disco, right, and there was uh, when you went in there, there was they they used to do have the your UV light pen, okay. Mm -hmm. Now back then, this is like again in the early nineties, they those UV pens were very expensive. That was your entire night out if you bought one of them. However, you could get one of those, and then you just sold. The you just watch what the the guy on the door drew on your hand, and you just drew it on your hand, and just did the tickets 
cheaper than everybody else was doing at the uh, the town hall. So we just got in for free and also paid for our, our, our multiple nights at the, at the kids' disco for the next like month or so until they changed it to raffle tickets. Then we had to buy a raffle ticket thing. But hey, look, you know, we all had the business going on. So we had kind of like multiple blags on that until they just changed it to a different system. I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, once again, thank you both so much for being part of this project. It was an absolute blast, and and we really do appreciate you sharing uh, your time and your talent with with us for this particular episode. No, it was Absolute a pleasure. Pleasure, pleasure working yeah, with you. Really enjoyed oh, it. Guys. Really enjoyed it. Great fun. We hope you enjoyed this interview with the cast members of Blag. Stay tuned for an upcoming interview with Sophie Flack, the director of Blag. And join us next month for Fairies by Adam Zudrich and directed by Colette Cullen. If you enjoyed what you heard, please remember to like, follow, and subscribe to our podcast. And feel free to leave a review. You can help us out in continuing this work by heading over to redcircle.com slash shows slash half dash hour dash audio dash hour where you can sponsor us through a one-time or recurring donation and become our partner in highlighting the voices and stories of women, BIPOC, and LGBTQ artists. And head over to eclectic-theater.com to find out about our serialized audio dramas, Deep Shadows, Bloody Bay, Clusterfuck, Monocyte, and Throwing Shade. On behalf of myself and everyone here at EFCT, thanks for listening. <laughs>